Hello, and welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast. I'm Gary. Chuck here. Proper Brian. Just Brian. Uh, guys, we just wrapped up. I thought we had a really great discussion. Uh, great Brian, conversation. Hey, Brian, we even went and kind of gave you a little support. I for, feel good. For, you, you feel all right now? I feel good. Of, we talked a little bit about something you kind of had an issue with, a yep. little bit of addiction here. But I'm yeah. doing okay. We, we, doing we okay. touch on some really like deep subjects. And I feel good. We, strong. We talk about uh, how strong. we organize our board game I collection. can't imagine how we got to addiction with... with Organizing board games. Yeah, okay. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll I don't see, know how we'll hey, but hey, you'll have to stay tuned to see how we get uh how we, we all offer some love and support for uh just hey, This Brian episode wasn't just about me though. Shuck got some things off his chest. Oh man. We've been Couple hearing things. about this stuff for weeks. Well, for a week. Just so I'm glad we got some things off your chest on how we've ranked some of our area control games, which comes up yeah. towards the end of the end of the podcast. Yeah, it's, our, our la- we end the podcast uh, with another segment on our board game mechanics, uh, where we we go in and we use our ranking engine uh, to kind of rank. Um, uh, this time it was area control, so we we cr- come up with a list of some of our favorite area control games. We all rank it. And then Chuck gets to make fun of how, <laughs> how fun of us for all our choices and uh, poor poor decisions. Yeah. And then, um, but and we also, like I said, our main topic is uh, we could have a really nice discussion about uh, how we organize our games and how we all have some pretty different views on that. Well, I just realized that this whole episode was about life choices and yeah. how some of them are and, and how you make how some, some pretty, pretty poor ones. ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, stay tuned, grab a brew, and uh, sit tight for the Pub People Podcast. All right, guys. Uh, as is tradition, I guess. Uh, what what do we all bring? What, what's our drinks tonight? Uh, Chuck, you brought something a little different. How about you start off tonight? What, what's your uh, brew tonight? Well, so recently I went to Boston for work, and um, while I was there, I saw that some place that we went to was selling Boston tea, and I was like, Imagine okay, that. you know, because it's the Boston Harbor and the tea party thing, and I was like, I got to try this. But it pretty much just tastes like regular tea. So what I did. Is I got some uh, bergamot essential oils, and I learned recently that if you add that to tea, you now have Earl Grey tea, which is really good tea. It's which is very good tea. I like darker black teas. So it's Captain Picard drinks. There you go. See that makes Earl it. Grey hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. Do it again. So anyway, I kind well, of I didn't actually do a very good. Uh, Patrick Stewart impression, but <laughs> so, so, that's, so what that's do you think about this tea? It's, it's what brand of tea? Just in case. Well, okay, knows. it's uh, it's called Boston Harbor Tea. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, that's just what it was called. It was at the bottom. It says Boston Tea Party, seventeen seventy three. I think it's so cool. It's, it has a little tin. I, I just think it's cool. That it has a tin. Uh, it's kind of a keepsake but, too. Um, so yeah, now we know that if you add a, f- a few drops of bergamot. Uh, oil, then you you actually have Earl Grey. That's pretty much all it takes. Which is actually really cool to know. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, that, that's useful. The more you know, you know. We, now we we just educated you. How about you, proper Brian? <laughs> well, my my day uh, began earlier than I wanted it to. My kids woke me up, and so it's been a long day. And so I've got coffee tonight. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, I think I've talked about it before. It's uh, by a company called uh, Dark Canyon, and they make. Uh, a flavor called Carnival Cream. And if you're looking for that, that's spelled with K's. So Carnival with a K, Cream with a K. 
and everybody's laughing at me. <laughs> no, I'm laughing I'm at so just I'm Brian. Sorry. I'm, I'm just trying not to I'm actually, He's got this huge bottle of beer, and he just takes the swig. He's got a whole has, bomber to he, himself. He's, He's got this look on his face like, oh, that's so... I'm sorry. I was really Please. trying not to take away from what you and were saying. So and with that, Brian... No. I was trying to sit over here drinking Brian, hot. what are you drinking? I'm going to get the name of that coffee from you later because you have good taste in coffee. I'm yeah. sorry. But I want to... Yeah, we need to ask for Dark just Canyon. Brian. Dark Canyon. I'm drinking coffee. Dark Canyon. What is it? Carnival Cream. Carnival Cream. That's it's really good. That's good. Check it out. Thank you. Now, what were you enjoying so much over there? I wasn't going to get a – we all had long days. This is a long day. It seems like it's been a long day for a all of us. A long week. And, and yeah. I was, like, exhausted today. So I was, I was actually going to bring water. So here's the story. I, I'm kind of upset we, we can't get a good Oktoberfest beer here in Abilene. It's Oktoberfest oh. season, and we can't I, – I bought some at the store. Speaking of Oktoberfest – while I was in Boston, I had some Sam okay. Adams Oktoberfest. Yeah, you said that's that brewed in Boston. You oh. said delicious. that. You said that. So I go. Oh, it was delicious. I pick up Sam Adams Oktoberfest at our grocery store here in town, and it's disgusting. <laughs> well, the one I had was. Delicious. I'm sure it was, <laughs> sure but it was. <laughs> it was not good coming out of the grocery store in Texas. Yeah, I, I don't know. That. I mean, it was really disappointing. I really miss, you know, having, being able to get some Pollineer Oktoberfest or even uh, Spotten. I guess I can go get some Spotten still. Spotten's been my but, go-to lately. But, um, Is that kind so, of like seafood in the middle of Texas? It's just yeah, not, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know why, don't but know why. but if you love Sam Adams, I'm sorry. What I have at home, and I still have it at home, you can come pick it up from me and just do me a favor. <laughs> but So I went and picked up a Le Fin du Monde bomber. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about that before. We know what that is. It's a Belgian triple. Gary, once again, brings some of the best beer to our table. And, By uh, accident. And I got a bomber. So uh, I think, did you post it on Instagram? My uh, beer not versus yet. your I beer? You, might, you yeah. might check that out because uh, mine is like giant yeah. and I'm, good and refreshing. I'm drinking um, an Alien Amber Ale that Chuck gave me. And it's, it's pretty good beer. I mean, Chuck warned me. He was like, hey, it's, it's not amazing beer. And I mean, he was right. It's not amazing, but it's not. It's far from bad, too. You know, it's, you got some Modellos in the back, though. Yeah, I've got some Modellos. Which what, what's funny is I bought those a couple weeks ago. Put them in like this outdoor fridge we have, and I don't normally keep beer there. And I some I don't know how I forgot I had beer. So this what? morning I'm walking around going like, Hey, I've only got one beer left in the fridge. What I'm going to take for tonight? And then I open. I go out to put like some meat in the freezer, and I happen to open that fridge. And I'm like. I've got. Oh, is it like a shining light moment? Yeah, like shining it was. light on like, the beer from I, above. I was like, I've you know, and I, yeah, it's weird because there's no window there, you know, I, you know. But um, <laughs> no, it, it was a whole moment where I was like, it's a miracle. I, I've got some Negro Modelo in in the fridge, and I'm like, that's really good beer. It is good beer, and I knew Shuck liked it, so I, I brought that. Um, that's my backup. Christmas so, time for Gary. Yeah, it was good. It was. It's like yeah, it's like when you find money in your pants, like you know, twenty twenty dollar bill in your pants or something, and you're like. You know, how did I lose money and not know about it, right? You know? Hopefully I don't know about you, you guys. Hopefully you didn't wash those pants and then find the twenty dollars. Oh, that could be bad. That that would not be as good. You know, but it's you know. like you find something you didn't you you're like, How could I I normally value that yeah. very much. You kidding me? I love that feeling. It's yeah. Like, it's like, Oh <laughs> it's what am I gonna do? I left a present <laughs> for myself. It's like, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever you move some games around and you find one behind the game behind another game you forgot you owned. Actually, that's never happened, but I thought that might segue us into our topic today. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nicely done. Thank you. Nice nice segue there. So I guess getting into our our main topic of the night, which would be uh, board game storage. It's one of those topics that you'll look online and you might see a lot of people arguing about how you store your games or 
people seem to have various, you know, quite a few opinions about like, hey, I, <laughs> it is the you, internet. Yeah, it's the internet. <laughs> so we're gonna, people are going to hate each other over anything. But I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of a variety of opinions out there on the best way to store games. And we've kind of talked about this a lot over 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 the years. And so it, we kind of thought, hey, you know what? Let's make this a topic. So I guess we were going to start off with. Uh, Shelves? Yeah, we, we can, we what's can the shelf situation? Or yeah, what? we can start, I guess, kind of at the top and start, yeah, start with, with, the with top. our shelves and what we do with our shelves, or what if we have shelves? I don't even know. So, or do you want to get? You want to start? Sure. How, how do you start? How do you store your I'll, games? I'll, I'll tell my sad story first. So I, I graduated a couple of years to a to a a, a, a Kalax uh, a shelving system for my games, and then I had two more kids, and that got taken away from me. And it's that that shelving oh. system is. Is uh is, is in my 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 kids' bedroom now stores oh. all their all their uh, toys and Dad stuff. Dad life. Yeah, so all my my games. Um, I got a smaller uh, little Kalax shelf that's in my closet, and then I store games in the top of my closet in that shelf, and then in a couple cabinets. So I used to I used to have the Kalax, you know, the uh, shelf. It was like the gold standard and, from what everyone. Said I know, it felt pretty good. I was pretty proud of that, and gone but yeah, you're a good dad for giving it to your boys i'm gonna i'm gonna say that yeah. i just want that on the record you're a good dad for giving that to your kids <laughs> but i mean it may have been done kicking and screaming we don't know we're gonna give you full credit for you yeah, know. so that, that, that's my uh current shelving system is it's kind of all over the place it's you know cabinets shelves and top of the closet now do we do they is there like a an organization order or yeah. way these kind of things but is it okay Vertical or horizontal? Yeah, <laughs> it's a mix. You I, tell, I, I do both. <laughs> you do both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it just depends on the game and where it's being stored at the moment, I guess. I um, don't understand, and this might this is gonna like betray how I store games because I don't understand how you store a game vertically without all the. Pe- I know everybody likes doing it, and Gary, you do that. I do that. It's, if everything you can put more in a shelf, but everything yeah, I, like just yeah. okay. jumbles around. I'm just seeing all those pieces touching each other oh, on the inside and like shifting around as everything's tipping the box around. Sounds really stuff. bad. If everything's uh, in well, baggies. no, it just bothers me. Like stay in your place. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my thought on this. So if you just use baggies and things, I, I would assume vertical is not a problem. Yeah, I'm baggy. I'm so baggy. If, if, you, if you use bag as, as a store, but if you do like the custom inserts and you do the DIY stuff, it comes with problems. I can see where that is an issue. So all my games that have that I built foam core inserts for, which you know we can give a shout out. We have uh, some plans on our we- on our website for a bunch yeah. of different people dot com. Brian's got a lot of foam core inserts on that. So. so, but the games that I've stored that I've that I've done that with, they're stored horizontally. So just exactly. to, and I've even built that like those inserts I've built and designed them so that they would be all the way to the top so that there would be and I've tried storing some of them vertically and it works. Yeah. I just know that with all those pieces loose in the box, I don't want to end up with a bad situation with a kid coming and pulling it out and yeah. uh, then you end up with Well uh, it, it's not even that. It's like it's if, all mixed up. if the games don't fit exactly in the little the nice square Kalex shelf and everything, mm-hmm. if they don't fit and one box opens just slightly, you know, even if you have the nice lid that you've built in your insert, it just slowly falls open and all the pieces start to fall down yeah, the side. So I just, that that like, has happened. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of inserts, but that has happened. I do store mine. I have, I have shelves. I don't have the, the really nice Kalax. I didn't. I never knew how to pronounce that. So thank you. I have no um, idea if that's oh, correct. Well, we're going to go with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how you pronounce it. Um, Say it with authority. I actually have right. gotten, and I'm just as a recommendation. I've gotten some shelves from uh, Target. 
the Threshold mm, brand. Yeah. And they make pretty good shelves. They're, I feel like, for the price, pretty good. So I've got two larger units and then two smaller units sitting on top of it. Somehow, I used to keep my games in the top of our pantry and like other closet space and under bed and stuff. And my wife was like, hey, I want all that space back. I don't want it anymore. I don't, you know, your games are, you know, she was polite about it. She was like, your games are taking up space that I could be using, we could be using for something else. And somehow, I don't know what I did right, but I was like, hey, well, if you just let me put a shelf in the living room, you know, I could display my games, and, you know, and then you can have that back. And there's that corner of the living room we're not using. Well, then it turned into somehow I managed to let her, I don't know what I did, but somehow I've, I've gotten some shelves, I have shelving in my living room. And it's great, um, except when it's not, like when people come over and like uh, start grabbing your games and you're like, hey, you know, you're not a gamer, don't touch it. No. Um, <laughs> well, no, like, so. No. I know the story. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, people like, come, come look at your games. Um, but also now she's at the point where she's like, well, hey, I'm, I, you know, we're trying to sell our house. And that's where the other story comes from. A guy was actually uh, like looking at our house and showing. And on our webcam, we have, just because, you know, we're not in our house, we have security. You have a little webcam on the counter. And uh, my wife was reviewing it later, and my kids were outraged because this guy started touching my games and picking them up. And my kids were like, Dad, Dad, what are you going to do about it? I was like, nothing I can do at this point. But, you know, the guy has no – I have no respect for this man. But um, – <laughs> tell, tell us how you really yeah. feel. <laughs> my point is um, – my point with all that is my wife was like, hey, uh, when we move – if and when we move, we need to put those somewhere else, like in our room or something. And so I'm like, so I, that's that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm kind of ca- always like this is battle, like where I'm losing, I'm losing I space. This, this limbo. Yeah, but I'm I'm hmm. like I'm edging to like no no. If we can, we keep it in the living room. So that's where I store mine. I do store them vertically. But back to where I guess the reason why I was talking about it is occasionally if you don't have like say four games will fit on it. Generally, about four games will fit in a slot. If you've got three in there and you got that one game that's got some heavy components. That one lid will start sliding over, and when you go pick it up, sometimes a component or so or something will fall out. It's pretty rare, but it is an issue. So if that's something that people are really, if you're trying to figure out how to store your games, and that's something that may occasionally bother you, uh, vertical may so, not be for so you. So on the flip side of that, the problem that I have, and I do store mine horizontally for the most part. I think there's one or two that are vertical, just because. Mine are at the top of my closet, and so I have like a shelf, and it's all got to fit somehow. And it's like a Tetris game. <laughs> it's um, a game in and of itself. Yeah, the problem is, is there, there's limited room, and so I have a lot of games stacked vertically on top of each other. It makes it really difficult to pull a game out, put a game back in. You you kind of have to have the same size boxes on top of each other. And, and the problem that I found, and, and particularly with my penny press game. Um, oh, that was so sad. Sometimes when you have a box that's the wrong size underneath it, you can have some box damage because of all the weight on top of mm-hmm. each of the games that are sitting on top of each other. So that is something to consider. Unfortunately, I just have to deal with it. Um, I, if you have any suggestions on how to repair boxes <laughs> that have a slight hole in them in the bottom, uh, I mean, it's still functional. It's fine. We can talk but, later. I got but, some ideas. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and so that's that is something to think about. If you have now, if you have Kalex shelves, that's not going to be a problem because you're going to have three or four of them. That's not going to be too much weight, and mm-hmm. I would I would store mine horizontally. That's just the way I'm. I'm I like inserts, and I use baggies when I don't have an insert. But for the most part, I don't like my stuff just falling out all over the place. 
Yeah, you yeah. guys definitely have more inserts, and I like the inserts. I'm just not. You guys are like really handy at making them and designing them, and so I have copied a few of your inserts, but I'm not like. I'm not good at designing them, so that's. How about you, just Brian? How do you store? Well, I have. Um, obviously, I already told you guys. So everything's horizontal. It's usually the heavy ones on the bottom, the light ones on the top, big boxes on bottom, light boxes on top. I mean, it's a, it's it's nothing fancy, but um, it's kind of getting out of hand. I got. Uh, I think right now, I, I don't know. My wife's been really really nice to me. Uh, she hasn't said anything, but I can kind of. I don't know. You get that vibe, right? When yeah. when it's three closets, uh, you, a shelf in your kids' room, <laughs> and a shelf in your bedroom. <laughs> Um, and, and I have a few games I don't have room for that are on top of a dresser, um, that are just waiting to find a place. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, you know, I just, I need about, what I need to do is buy a bigger house to store all my junk. I mean, that's really what it boils down to is just, just get a bigger house we, so you can put more junk in it. What we need is like a pub meeple headquarters where we can just go put what? all the games with a nice, like really oh, nice be... game table. Hmm. That'd be amazing. Let's, um, let's make that happen. I think that's yeah, going to happen. 2019. Yeah. Come I in. didn't know. I didn't know I needed this. Thank yes, you. Yes, we yeah, do. We do. And it needs to look like a pub, right? Yeah. Like we'll have to get. School? We'll get a TABC. That's a, for those of you who don't live in Texas. That's our alcohol license. We'll get a license so we yeah. can yeah, be a pub. And then and tap. then and then we can we can Fendumon on tap. <laughs> I'm liking this. We, well, we can brew our own beer, and oh then we'll have gosh. pub beer on tap. Wow. Right? right. It may not be any good. I don't know if I can brew beer, but while this dream. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> How would we organize the games? <laughs> How would we organize the games at <laughs> the pub? So, so trying, to, uh, trying to angle this well, back. Three, three to one. So, I mean, it sounds no. like it's going to go horizontal more than vertical. So, I'll say this. Sorry. I, I like the way vertical looks better. Yes. I think it looks better, but I, it doesn't always work out for me. So. All right. Well, okay, so... so that's how we store them, like physically, how we're storing them. So do any of you guys have any – it's mainly just, like, how I can fit them, right? Because I try to – I've tried to organize a little bit. There's a certain section, like, that's lower on my shelves, on the lower shelves, that I have, like, family games. And I tell the kids, like, hey, this shelf's cool. Like, anything you want from this shelf. Your friends come over and you want to teach them a game. It still hasn't had – you know, they soon as you wait for me to teach. But still, like, hey, you get bored, whatever – this is this shelf is family games it's for you. And I have other shelves, you know, that, that stuff that's up higher. And I I started like organizing like by designer, which I realize makes me like a super geek probably. So I but see I, that's what I want to know because we've 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 kind of broached this a little bit. Like you guys usually make fun of me for that, but no, does anyone else no, like no. organize in that way at all? No, Gary. So I'm I'm actually in a very similar situation as you. The way that I stored my games was by kind of their importance to me yeah <laughs> the oh. more important they were the higher up they were stored that makes because sense. with little bitty kids like I, life is just been like this in our house i feel like the way i describe it is we're kind of a slow flood it's like everything that was once down you know kind of a floor level we moved up so that they wouldn't get into and then as they get taller and can climb then we moved it up again so they couldn't get to and that's exactly what i did with my <laughs> games so like the games that are at the top of my you know favorites list are the games that are stored in a place that's harder for them to get. At least that's the way it has typically been. And that makes sense. And I guess like I don't have like a hard rule for mine. I I just know that the games that are grouped together typically, in my mind, it makes some kind of sense. Like these are mm-hmm. the same designer. Yeah. These are similar mechanics. I I can find a game I need in my collection. The problem is when I take a bunch out, 
and then I get lazy putting them back in. And then over the next week or so, I'll see like, oh, oh you you don't belong here, little guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't talk to my games, but you know, I, sure you uh, don't. <laughs> at least I don't admit to it. Yes, but, it you know, um, so I, I'll, I'll move I'll move them around. But yeah, so after they generally speaking, it's somewhat organized. So. Um, I mean, for the most part, it's a box size for me, and okay. typically the ones on the top are a little smaller than the ones on the bottom as far as box. Because, like I said, if the there's a small box underneath a bigger box, it tends to kind of mess the bottom of the box up. And that makes sense. And and I I try to stick heavier ones on the bottom if possible. Like colonists is obviously on the bottom. Oh my gosh, so, that thing's I, I mean, so easy yeah. to work out with. But uh, so what I ended up doing, which we released few months ago were the the board game card description cards yes that was very board cool. game description cards i don't know however you want to say it i don't i don't remember what we have on the website but so that's how i organize my games now is i have those alphabetically uh well I, no i was going to do alphabetically i do them per my rankings that i've done on the ranking engine okay now that's I, cool. and i put them so very my, cool. my very favorites are at the front and then, uh, like, kind of some unplayed games are near the back and, you know, the lesser games and stuff. And so that's how I organize them since I can't really do it on the shelf itself. That's actually really do smart. You, do though. you include a map to how to get to that game <laughs> once you've picked it? Well, you just open my closet door and it's... Yeah. Oh, they're all in the same... Oh, that's right. They're all in the same place. Yeah, I don't Stack have quite four. as many as the rest of y'all. I have to have a limit. That's Mine is... I have to be very... Because I don't have a whole lot of room. I have to be very conscious about if I'm getting a new game... Is it taking place of something? Uh, am I getting rid of something else? Am I trading for a game instead of buying a game? Uh, which has been a lot recently. I've been doing more trading than buying. So, I, I think that's a really good. That's actually a really good point. I think we may have talked about that in, a, in another podcast. We, yeah, we have about collections. What you said uh, kind of starts a chord with me because while I have. I'm really happy with my setup. I'm also maxed out where I can be right now. Yeah. So I'm much like you in that I've been doing a lot more trading. And I have gotten a couple new games lately that I haven't re- found a, a hole for them on the shelf. And that, like, really bugs me. And so now I've got to go trade or give away or whatever or sell some games. So I guess kind of moving on to the next kind of next kind of topic of discussion here. I know, just Brian, you've done some custom boxes for years. Like, can you talk a little bit about how you approach that? Like, because, you know, you've, you've organized some a few of your games with... It's a, so for me, like it's all just like my collection. It's all over the place, and I go through phases. You know, like like I've had my rebellious country music phase, and I've had. <laughs> I'm sorry, not, not that's rebellion metaphorically. Well, it is in my house. You know, so so I have done the thing where I've I've I wanted an insert for everything. I wanted everything to be organized a very specific way, and then I started getting not really lazier. Because I still wouldn't mind doing that. I still love playing with the organization of, of things. But but sometimes just getting bags and throwing stuff in the box and just knowing it's it's fine. I mean that's I'm, and that's kind of what I'm doing more lately. Is I'm just getting I'm bagging everything and letting them all sit on top of the board. I usually if they have like a little little cardboard insert, I'll throw it out. You know. But I have I have done some things um, in the past though, especially when it comes to like miniatures specifically. Yeah. Um, how those are stored, and if the board goes in there with the miniatures, um, and usually those will have some kind of insert or something, so that way if yeah. I paint the minis later. But here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people think about, and I want to bring it up, is put your rule books, especially if you're storing your, your miniatures um, below the board or the board sits on top right before you close it, put your rule books between the miniatures and the board, the game board. 
And the, and the purpose for that is to keep your board from getting scratched up by these miniatures. And the one that that uh, that comes to mind is the one I just traded off, and the dude seemed pretty pretty happy with how I had had it stored. And, and the messages when he got it, he was pretty hyped about it. But uh, Lords of Hellas, the the inserts brilliant for that game. The the miniatures all fit in their little cubby holes perfectly. But the Minotaur's claw kind of sticks up, and that board is gorgeous. And and man, it'd be just such a shame if the art on that board got scratched up by a miniature just oh, yeah. by the way you're storing it. So just put. So that's one one habit I get into on the inside is I just kind of put the rule books in any paper, uh, maybe like in Blood Rage those paper. Uh, what am I trying to say? Tray uh, player aids or whatever. Yeah, aids. Uh, put those in between that and the board, especially if if the board of your art is facing out when you fold it up. And everything's everything can shift around, everything can kind of move around inside the box, and you know nothing's getting kind of kind of jankied with. So, but other than that, now I mean, if it's a miniatures thing, I'll, I'll buy some battle foam. I won't anymore because that costs too much. But I'll come up with another solution, like like what you're saying. I built a lot of those little uh, match boxes out of foam core, and put miniatures in that. But for the most part, now I'm just kind of bagging stuff. Yeah. I'm just kind of getting. Well, kind of getting over it. I'm getting over it is what have, it is. You have a lot of games to do that too as well. No, Shug, we were talking before we started recording about um, you did the Plano thing, or not a Plano, um, a tackle, you did some type of plastic box for Carcassonne because you have Carcassonne okay. almost all the expansions, right? Yeah, so I have, well, I have a lot of the older expansion. At one point, he I had everything until they started getting yeah, into their whatever thing they started doing. Their what is I don't know what we call that. It's not really a renaissance because it got kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't have any of the, hmm. the new Z-Man stuff. I yeah. have it all when it was Rio Grande. Grande it was games. awesome. Um, and, and so I have, I, I can't even remember. We said it on the last podcast or podcast yeah, before. A, a it was lot. like 13 or 14 expansions. You have like a double-sided Plano so tackle box. I when I originally had that many, you know, I, I threw all the expansion boxes away, which I guess is another topic we can discuss here. You know, do you put your expansions in the base box or not? Um, I do. So, but at that Spoiler. time, sorry, at the time I didn't have the a box wasn't big enough, and I didn't know enough about storage. And I mean, I was just barely getting into the industry, uh, the hobby, I guess you could say, and. Well, who cared um, back then? That was like 2007. And so I Nobody went cared. to Hobby Lobby and found some sort of plastic box and found a way to store all of the the tiles and everything in this box. And it was in this silly, girly polka dot case. And But that's what I carried Carcassonne around in. Uh, well, fast forward to about a couple years ago. I think a couple years ago now. I think, yeah, it was and, about two um, years ago. I remember I had when a, this happened to you. I had some... Base game box regret. Regret. I cannot talk today. And I'm not even drinking beer. Anyway. It's the Earl Grey. It is the, the Earl Grey. <laughs> so, but I had, I had some regret about tossing the box, the, the old Carcassonne box, especially now that it's like the Z-Man thing, and I really don't care for the new artwork. I love the old artwork. It just looks so much more like a village than this cartoony-looking thing. And I wanted the old box, and I ended up having to trade someone for a box, just an empty box, so that I could put my game in the box that I threw away so many years ago. <laughs> oh, man. it's <laughs> a cool story, though, and, man. But... In, because I have so many expansions, and remember, this is the original. This is not the big box. This is just the regular old Those school like box. Seventy-two tiles, right? And yeah. and I have a lot of expansions. So I had to build a custom insert, and I mean it. It barely fits. You fit everything in the box. In the, the original insert. box, I mean it's tight. 
Uh, it's like, it, got to be packed a certain way. It's almost as heavy as the colonist. I mean, oh, it's. I, I mean, it's, there's a lot, a lot of stuff buddy. in there, and there's a lot of. It's got a lot of density meeples, to your yeah. to your collection. But I enjoy the way it looks on the shelf. Oh, yeah. So much better now than just a polka dot zip up bag with. We take you more seriously now too. I, I, I'm not. I didn't want to say anything at the time, but we were judging you. Um. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you. I feel like I'm being judged right now. Uh, no, no, uh, you, you fixed I, it. But so. I, I can kind of understand. I think you make a good point. I like what you said earlier. You said it now, and you'd mentioned it earlier. Which, what kind of stuck with me is you like the idea of having that game have a shelf presence. You open your, you know, you, you look at your game, and there's Carcassonne, one of your favorite. You know, we all love Carcassonne. That's, there's Carcassonne right there. Like it, it's it's a reminder that hey, there's that game I can play. Is is that it? Kind of like yeah. more than that box. You might you know it's a box down there. That's Carcassonne. No, no, it's Carcassonne with the artwork. You know I, that kind of stuck to me when we were talking about that earlier. Well, and, I, and I always thought of getting you know the nice shelf in the living room that my wife won't let me have, and I don't know how you pulled that off. I don't know because <laughs> I'm I'm on that I'm losing that. Battle I, can't, now. I can't have one in the living room either. So, so but I always you know I imagine this like someone walks in and. Or even like a board game room, you know, like they walk in and they see Carcassonne and or the you know the names of all the games and they go pick one out. And is that Carcassonne? Is that the yeah. is that the old Rio Grande Carcassonne? Yeah, that's what they exactly. say, right? And then you're like, of course they do. Yeah, it is. And you kind of straighten up your tie and push up your glasses. You wearing a tie? Ooh. Yeah. I would wear a tie if I had. <laughs> <laughs> Coming over to play some games and put on my, it's a clip on, but you know, I'd have a tie still. Um, I mean, I, I think that's a cool point and. I, I I understand. I totally understand where you're coming from on that. I I I got Star Wars Armada and almost none. of It was just so hard to fit all the like. You get a few. That's one of those games where you start getting the expansions, the ships. Really can't. It's like X Wing. The original box for X Wing only holds the things they give you for the original. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't, I don't you could understand. You could maybe fit a few more. Right? Yeah. You know. You know. What I did I, for my X Wing totally collection. Did I tell you what I did for that? You had a really cool. Setup. I have a giant box, so I, I'm an optician by by trade. And one day, one of the vendors sent me a giant box for frames, and it was like a three a multi-tiered fit, like a billion okay, this frames. This is what I've it. seen then. And yeah, it's just it's, a, it's just a really big cardboard box that is really sturdy and looks nice because they're trying to sell their frames in it. And I just took everything out of it. I got the frames up on my displays and whatever, so I don't I don't need that box. I took that box. I made a foam core insert that's like three level tiered. Everything fits inside for the collection I want. Oh, yeah. I got a pretty decent size collection. collection. Really nice. I think and it's all we, in one giant box. I think so. when we were discussing talking about custom boxes, this is the one I was thinking. Oh, about. I'm sorry. So now, I, I thought I didn't know that was. So part now the of question the, is: Have you gone to the printer to print out a nice like graphic to go around this box that says X Wing? I've thought of it. I've thought of it because I've I've done it for. That's thunder. Oh yeah, some thunder uh, outside. I've, I've I have thought of that, but uh, no, you should. I, you know, don't. Come, come <laughs> oh, I, I was happy until now. Now I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm Thank sorry, you. but Thank not you. sorry. Yeah, because it would look beautiful. Come to think of it, and this is not a custom. Do box, I need to? Do I need to find something that? Did you throw any other more away game boxes away that I can like make you feel guilty about now? Like, <laughs> man, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I should. I should. It would be cool. It would be cool to have a presence on my shelf for X-wing, other than a gray, you know, frame box. But I think um, thinking about customizing like boxes, it's not so much a. I didn't customize a box, but um, Marvel Legendary. I stopped. I stopped. I had a point at which I stopped. But for a while there, my son and I were really into that game. We're getting all the expansions we can get our hands on. And I was going online. There's a user on BGG, and if I can. Remember to find him. Well, we can put him in the show notes just in case anyone's interested. 
he was every like every expansion that would come out, he would create uh, organizers for it, like little cards, like uh, you just print them out of cardstock. Yeah. I was oh, going to yeah, that. Yeah, I have yeah, these yeah. for Dominion. And, I don't okay, so you, that's right. I've I know seen what I'm them talking about. I've seen so, them for Dominion. I've seen them for like to uh, organize your decks because so. I mean. By the point you get several expansions, you've got like say Man. 40, 50 little decks. Smash up, I've seen them for Smash. See, smash I, the, up. the thing is, Smash up, the they started doing it with the big box, um, and now the expansions come with the dividers. So that's it's cool. So nice. I wish every company that did this kind of thing, like Dominion or you know, like yeah, well, you're include saying, them or, or offer them as like a five dollar thing. It's, I can it's great. Buy, you know? I mean, and and now with the uh, the sure, Titans, yeah. so I just traded for the Titans because unfortunately our local game store was not doing the the event but the titans takes those and actually implements them into the game now oh wow that's cool isn't it it's like a titan you get like this special titan for the certain factions and brilliant and it's part of the divider as part of the game it's great you just blew my mind like we just brought box organization into a game yeah so that yeah aeg is a genius with like if you can take it's just great if you can take a custom insert and then somehow incorporate that into the game. Well, it's kind of like Ice Cool. The box is the game. That's yeah. true. So. That's now true. that is an ingenious. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I mean, so there, there's I guess there's various levels from but just printing really out hard dividers to, to all the way to creating custom yeah. boxes. Just to, kidding. I don't bag those. <laughs> you know. So I mean, so I, there, I guess it's kind of nice to hear about some of those other things because, like, like I said, I I'm just impressed with with like the way you had done your X-wing was pretty cool and and even though. I like that Chuck now has. I didn't realize all of Carcassonne was in that box. I actually did like his cool box because it was impressive when, when you go, hey, let's play Carcassonne. And he puts this big box on the table. You're like, that's Carcassonne. <laughs> I thought it was just a box. <laughs> so it was kind of like, whoa, okay, we're we going on a trip. No, no, it's Carcassonne. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, he doesn't have the caboodle anymore. No. What'd you so, ever do with your caboodle? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it didn't have Carcassonne in it, it wasn't important anymore, right? Um, well, well, here's something that I, wa- I want to get just Brian's take on this because he, you recently, when we, we were talking about doing this topic just a couple weeks ago, you mentioned that you took the sleeves off majority oh, of your game. Oh, we're talking about sleeves now? Because we are talking about game storage. Oh, so the sleeves are not You talk about an internet debate. Oh man, people this get is, pretty. This is where people get. Here's the thing. Very I'm, opinionated. I, I'm on both sides of this now. I wasn't. I was on one side. Now I don't. I'm on. Well, okay. Well, explain. Explain. It's yourself, another. It's sir. another phase. No. It's another phase I'm going through. Right? Okay. So, like, so are you like a teenager? Like there was a time. There was a time <laughs> when a board I, game teenager. There was a time when I wanted <laughs> to sleeve everything. Chuck, you hit. You hit the nail on the head. Well, now I'm growing up, right? What now, you're like 15 now? <laughs> you, know, you know, you know everything in the world. You know. Nice. <laughs> So well, I mean, Daddy, do know a few things. I sleeved yeah. everything. I used to sleeve everything. If it was a card, it was in a sleeve. That's okay. that's true. Uh, yeah, you did sleeve a lot. And I, I was with you for a while. I didn't the, get that that far. Yeah, and and in fact, uh, when Brian and I, uh, proper Brian and I, tried out Raiders of the North Sea. We had that giant deck of sleeve cards, and they were just sliding all over yeah, the table. Oh, I hate, I hate sleeves. Can do that. I and, can't. Um, sleeves never stay in a stack. And you know, le- so so thin thin decks or, or, or decks with few cards it's are fine. fine. Like but 10, 20 when you cards get like you know, you know, more than fifty cards in a deck, or maybe more than twenty, it just starts. What bugs me is around. like the visitor cards for Viticulture because they're the small little um, yeah little bitty cards, like the yeah. mini cards. And then I've also bought the expansion that's like the more visitors expansion. So. You you add more to that maybe, stack. Maybe they need to make textured sleeves. And you know, something like, like something with a little bit of because little yeah, because it was already like kind of hard to keep them on there. And then now you throw these, you know, like 10, 10 or twelve more cards. I don't know how many. Maybe it's twenty cards per deck now, extra. And now it's like 
it's constantly like moving on the table and like so I'm and of course I'm usually teaching someone in the game too and so like I'm constantly like I'm like straightening like the straightening decks. that deck and they, they, they think I'm like you know I got some kind of problem no I just I just <laughs> want to make it playable for you you know it's not that it bugs me it's that I want you to be able to grab the card and get the right yeah. card you know you know so 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 I've deep sleeved every almost every game there's some games I've kept in sleeves because I've had because who I play them with. Um, I've actually had like food residue on on some like my Colt Express Sorry about that. card. No, it wasn't. Usually, it's games I play with non gamers, and I don't want to be some greasy trees. The guy that that's I, well, <laughs> but for me, it's not kids. It's usually really it's people who don't play games and they just don't know the etiquette. And I don't want to also be the guy, the weird guy at the table that says, "Please don't touch my cards," you know. And <laughs> so, hey, play this game you, with me, but don't touch me. Yeah. Can you put so, those Cheetos up, please? So oh. I, so I see those. Well, here's the here's <laughs> no. yeah. Here's the thing though, since I have like a billion sleeves in in like three giant gallon freezer bags now from all the games I've been sleeved. About that. Yeah, I got a ton. <laughs> of Okay, snaps. now here's the question. Uh, yeah, you can have some sleeves. How much did you spend on all of these? Sleeves? I don't know. I don't know. It that's happens. A, that's a lot. It happens of extra five expense. bucks at a time, man. And and Ooh. you know, I don't. I really don't know how much. But you, you it's, got it's like a probably five games. I've already been depressed with this thought. Thank you. Like as I'm sleeving, I'm looking at how much plastic is in, is has accumulated in in a Ziploc bag. It's yeah. It's it spends. It, it costs a lot. It is an extra expense yeah. to sleeve. And and but now I'm over it. And and I'm. Like I said, there's, recovering only, there's a few games like so. And there's even things where I've even found a way to dis, to sleeve like the descent um, character cards, like those big cards yeah, and stuff. I had all those sleeves. And then I cut, they, those they aren't even sleeves. Those are something else I use that I like slice with a slicer. I mean, there's there's ways I've like don't laminate, by the way. That's I, I did that once. That's a mistake. There is only one game that I've ever sleeved. And what is that? Uh, and that's Star Wars Risk because the card quality is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. No. Yeah. That that is the only reason I will ever sleep. Well, and I have I have. Um, he brings up a very good. Point. I have the uh, the King is Dead right behind me right now. We thought about looking at it again, it again, and it's Osprey Games, and same thing. The card quality is bad, so that's one of the ones that stayed in sleeves because it improves the the snap to the card, right, mm-hmm. and the thickness of the card. So, yeah. so I, my, I think that's a valid point. Premium sleeves do. My you get those my, cheap ones my sleeve don't. story. Yes. Goes all the way back to when I first when I got Dominion. That was like right after it came out, and I actually just bought the first expansion for it, Intrigue, when it came out too, and I was really excited. We played that game a lot. Those those cards were getting a lot of use, and I was like, man, I I need to sleeve this game. And so I got online and I bought a bunch of sleeves, and they came in, and I got the game out to sleeve it, and I looked at it, and I was like, no. I'm not going to do it, and so I just didn't do it. I haven't sleeved any game since then. But really? That was the, yeah, that was. Because um, your one brush with sleeves. Yeah, like you, I, al- yeah. Like you almost, you almost you went almost down the hole, but then you almost just, did, and then I was like, no, nah, there's no way I'm going to go down side. this bunny trail. Yeah, like I mean, I could. That, you with, can get obsessed with, with Dominion. Because <laughs> for me, once you once you once you say I want to do this for my games, and you have a lot of games that way already and then you get a new game it's almost you feel compelled to do it because the rest of your collection is that way mm-hmm. and i and i guess for me that was it like like when i started seeing wear on my zaya cards that's when i'm like oh man i gotta sleeve everything i don't want my scythe cards to look like this because they're beautiful artwork and things like that and you guys talked me off that that because i was like what do i do with scythe guys when i came down to scythe this is like like the last one i'd sleeve and i was like you know this is this is artwork some in in some ways i don't i don't I think I should preserve it in case one day my 
you know the remains of my house are excava- excavated by some archaeologists, and they go, "What is this? What is this beautiful artwork?" <laughs> Everything else is destroyed it'll be, with these cards and sleeves. It'll be preserved. This, this artwork will be preserved in these sleeves. But you guys talk me off off that um, that ledge and and like just do it, man. Just get just free the cards. I think y'all said right, like. I think we talked about you know naked cards. And yeah. yeah. So I I realized I I, did. I felt paper for the first time between my fingers. It was wonderful. It was a beautiful beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I realized I did I did lie. I do sleeve one other game, and that's for a very specific reason. When I play Magic, I always sleeve cards, and that's mostly because of when when you're in a tournament. Because you're cheating, right? When you're in a tournament, <laughs> if you see if you see wear on a card, on the side, or you can distinguish cards. Uh, it becomes kind of an, oh, a, yeah. a tournament issue, and so I always sleeve my cards. Gotcha. Um, and um, yeah, hearing you sleeve and de-sleeve, I, I I feel for you there because I cannot tell you how many cards that I've sleeved and de-sleeved and sleeved mm. because I'm testing decks and putting new cards in. And the, the act of sleeving and de-sleeving and doesn't bother me itself, like the time it takes, because oh, it is a time expenditure, time because I watch it with the movie. I mean, it, or I do it while well, I watch a movie, it's fine. But but it's it's the other that you mentioned, like how much money did I actually spend on it? And I don't like to think about that. See, I was getting the, the cheaper sleeves for uh, Marvel Legendary. I think Atticus and I counted, and I think like we have well over a thousand cards. Because a lot of the expansions, actually, a lot of the expansions come with like four hundred cards, like the bigger ones and the small. So my point is, we counted up all the cards one time, and it made me sick because I mean I was getting the cheaper sleeves, but I'm still thinking like how much I spend on that, and like whenever we'd get an expansion, we'd be like, all right, let's play this game in forty five minutes, you know, and like him and I would just be sitting there sleeving cards. And then half the time, you know, at the point at this point in time when, when we were really playing the game, he's twelve now, he's probably what nine. And he would like get distracted or he'd ha- he'd be time for him to go take his bath, or whatever. And it's like now dad's alone sleeving four hundred cards. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I would watch T V or something, but it, it just it was time consuming and uh so I still I still do I don't really know where I am on this because I still sleeve some games. Like I really want to sleeve um, Blood Bowl Team Manager because we we've been playing a lot. Well, it's out of print too, and, print. and so that's kind of hard. And that's that's another thing is like, it. what do you do for these games right. that? Because I'm at a point now. One of the things that got me over is like, look, it's just a game, and if it has some wear on the cards, that just gives the game some character. Well, and that means it's okay. that you've There's nothing played wrong it. with it. It means that you've played the game and you've gotten your money and time's worth yeah, out of that game. Yeah, but I understand well, something like Blood Bowl Team Manager. You don't have a lot, you don't have this huge deck you're messing with, so you don't have the sleeve slide yeah. thing going on. Yeah. And, and that's a game like, if I had it, I'd want to take care of it. But I'll be honest with you, at this point, because of where I am with the sleeving and because of the way I swung with it, I probably wouldn't. Well, because I'm just kind of in the sleeve rejection mode right now. Yeah. Like if I, Whoa. like they kind of make me sick. I look at them. I go, you know, <laughs> like if you want to sleeve your cards, man, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And that's 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 for you. But that's not for me. That's not for me. I feel like, uh, so I, you know, I haven't bought a, <laughs> I haven't bought a pack of sleeves in a, in a couple of years now. So like I haven't. I feel uh, like we're. I've been I'm, working I'm, off. I haven't on bought that. a pack of yeah. sleeves. I. <laughs> yeah. I Hello, my name's Gary. I haven't bought. Now. I got a patch. Yeah. And I don't want to buy any more sleeves. <laughs> oh, and, and the reason is, I got to turn my token in. I sleeved the other day. I have my five month token. And the reason I mentioned that is because, because I overbought at one point, and so like all the, any new games that I have, like the f- couple that I've wanted to sleeve, I just had enough sleeves around. Or I was like, well, I'll take them off that old game that I'm, you know, about to trade. Or if you guys I don't need want some sleeves, I got some sleeves. No, well, now that I know, I, I, I won't do that. Anymore. Just they're, premium. Yeah. they're premium. They're premium. But um, feed your yeah, sleeve so addiction. There, there's the sleeve. 
Hey, so uh, so if you're in Ab- if you're in the Abilene area, you come game with us, and you will get a complimentary sleeve. <laughs> probably any one size, sleeve. one sleeve for probably any size <laughs> card you need because I got them all. Size, any size. I even like imported some from Thailand once. That's how that's how like sick this this whole sleeving oh, man, thing can you, get. You're bad. like. You're like, no, that's not the right size. You know that they they made this weird. So cut. We needed an intervention, and we didn't even know. I know. Well, we, we that's the thing. Problem. That's the thing. I'm sorry. I'll be more transparent with you guys in the future. Y'all are my closest <laughs> mates. I need to be more transparent with you guys. <laughs> so before we move on, um, Gary, can we can we talk about? Chuck mentioned storing expansions, yeah, and how he's obsessed with storing expansions in every box, and I know he's offended. Many of us by did you actually throw out the insert to Lords of Waterdeep? Uh, the the best insert, the best factory insert ever made. And you don't wait, wait, hang on. And you sleep like you sleep well at night. You live with yourself somehow. <laughs> like wait, I know you want to talk. You want to defend yourself, but hang on, I'm not done with my prosecution. <laughs> with Lords of Waterdeep, you have the thing where you push the cards with your finger, and all the other cards like they all come up magically into your hand. You know magic. what else happens with that insert? No, no. You don't get to talk yet. When when you when you <laughs> okay, carry your you box <laughs> vertically, everything falls out of its place. Okay, but everything. Okay, so how did you solve that? They're in baggies right now. They're but I will create an insert at some so wait, point. So wait, wait, wait. He admitted He's, that he yeah, threw yeah. out... He that did insert. so. Yeah, I let's did. not let's okay. not pass but, over. Okay. That. First you have a lot of custom pieces that wouldn't I, fit in it, right? I do have a lot of custom pieces. What are I your want, custom? You, just 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 for sake of argument, you have what the metal I, coins? I have, I have some really thick, like heavy. And metal he gave coins. me some of the gems, so really, I don't. I forgive you because uh, you gave I, some I have awesome like some gems. ruby gems that I got from Walmart or something. And then I have uh, custom buildings that I got off of an Etsy That's right. account. Oh, those look, those that look those sweet. Are I need really to go get those. Yeah, I might we played with those, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. They yeah, they fit on the building them, card. Yeah. If I get those, do really I have to throw cool. my insert away? No, the the main reason I threw the insert away, well, I guess those wouldn't fit very well. But <laughs> what, the, I wanted the to get the told you to? I wanted to get the expansion <laughs> and everything in, in the, box. the base that's your, box. That's your okay, big that thing. That makes sense. I and, get it. I get it. And okay, to the only thing is, is I did the little cup things that are in the the tray whatever it is those yeah inside the insert the, the in, yep. i did cut those out and i do plan on using some foam core to make mm-hmm. like a little box so you can put all the stuff oh in cool those. that's a good idea and that's really i cool. kept that because i did like that feature and that'd be removable you can actually put on the table yeah later too that's cool and so what what i would like to do is to be able to take that and like put it in the little areas yeah uh, on i the got board you or something oh yeah but i i i have an insert planned in my head at some point. I just have not had the time to make it. And unfortunately, it's not going to be one that we could throw up on the website because it's going to be very custom yeah, to my game. To your game with, with all your um, custom pieces. Yeah. But yes, I did throw out the insert. That's and okay. I apologize to everybody that's cringing. No, no but but, you, but that actually sounds... You kind of made up for it because that actually sounds cool, like what you're doing with with how you're incorporating not only your custom pieces but also like how you set up the game. Because for me, like the inserts should assist with setting up a game and making that's, that game set yes. up much that's what, quicker. That's what makes and, and building a custom insert worth it to me. It's like, yeah. number one, it stores it nicely. Number two, one of the big barriers for me to getting out a game is the setup time and you know getting everything to a, to, to all the players quickly. Everything you've built on our website keeps that in mind, too. I've noticed yeah. like the setup is quick on those custom inserts so that are on That's, that's, that's one thing. of my main driving reasons behind doing it. Yeah, and I fully agree. If, if you're not improving your setup time, you might as well just bag it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's one of the reasons why 
for my birthday, I asked for the colonist insert because it is amazing. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, no, I want to be able to. Where'd open you get a that game. one from? That's uh, that was another Etsy account, but it's oh, it Etsy? it's a it's okay. a like a board like a wooden insert, one of the really fancy ones, but one it's of got all of the cut. names laser imprinted mm. so yeah, that you know nice. exactly where everything yeah. is That'd be worth it's, that game it's beautiful really use that to help set because it the, in, the setup for that game is it's i mean beast. it's not as long as the game because the game is quite long but it is a long it time is, it is a long setup. <laughs> yeah i want i want setup and teardown time to be as as short as possible i'd rather have you know put my time into playing the game so i want to be able to get out the pieces and be able to hand someone exactly what they need and it's pretty much set up exactly how they need it to play man there needs to be a way to do this for whistle stop because the setup for that game takes almost as long as the game itself but honestly that's why i quit like well i haven't quit i mean i've just kind of slowed down a lot in designing and building foam core inserts is because it takes so much time to figure that out yeah to actually figure out it's like this is a really good way to get a game out quickly everyone what they need quickly and get the game started quickly it's just it takes a long time and a lot of iterations to to design that like and i just haven't had the time to do it so the the ones you've done online are really good i'd recommend those i've i've used several of them you know oh, if you go to a website which, and and you have one of those games and you you want a faster like setup time is really it's really worth it one of our most popular ones is the star wars rebellion insert that's on there and i just this last week got the expansion finally for it so that'll i'm going to incorporate that into my so question my about that is did you leave room in the base box so yes. you can get the expansion insert included in the base box game because yes, there, that's a big box for the the inserts you made yeah there's a section in the bottom like that it's built i don't know i don't remember how big but i mean it's it's built uh, so that there's there was space in the bottom so that either either that space was just going to be there if there were no expansions at that point i didn't know but i left some space down there so that i could so people like chuck could be happy get yeah. get everything in one box yeah and i want to get all cool. that game in it's one gotta box be in- right, well i guess uh let's go ahead and, and segue into something we've kind of been looking forward to uh Chuck has another uh, special presentation for us on uh, another board game mechanic. If you'll turn uh, your attention to the PowerPoint. <laughs> Chuck, how about you introduce this? This, this the is data. your baby here. Uh, <laughs> tell, us what, tell us the mechanic and a little bit about... So we so turn it over to you. So we're doing uh, what we call like a top 10 mechanisms. Not top 10 different mechanisms, but top 10 games within a mechanism. And uh, what we do is we all... Uh, use our ranking engine. Uh, you can go to pubmeeple.com, click on the ranking engine, and we put in a list of area control games that we all, it's the same list for all four of us, and we rank them. They send them to me, and I can solid out all of them. I've changed the formula slightly this time from previous the two previous lists that we've done. This is our third one, right? Yes, yeah, this, this is, is the third, third one. one. And it's it's more in line with the way that the the ranking engine does its top games so anyway this time we did area control previously we've done worker placement and set collection so i mean as usual i'll start with our number five game instead of our number one because i made that mistake man you always bring is are you always going to bring that up yes i feel bad that was like, a long time ago too i don't <laughs> mind you starting with number one no we're, you, we're starting with number five so number five, five <laughs> number five is. is blood rage it's for area control. area control, and it has some good area control. So what I like I about that is you could so like a good area control game, you can have multiple uh, people from your camp and my camp in the same territory, 
So yeah. even though it's still a battle mechanic, the the actual men you have that are taking place in the battle affects the outcome of the battle. So I think that's a good. And that game wasn't even on my list because I didn't play it. I haven't played oh, it yet. Man. What I liked about it was the fact that you get benefits even when you lose. Yes. Uh, which is something I liked about Eclipse as well, uh, as far as um, you know, fighting and trying to take control of yeah. uh, areas and whatnot. But that's one of yeah. the reasons why I like Blood Rage quite a bit. Because area control was kind of difficult for me to some mesh out how the area control works out in different ways. And so for me, if we can share a territory and it was more of an area majority, it, 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 it didn't always make it like not all those games for me were on top of other types of games, but it always gave it an edge over games where you're the only person that can be in that territory. So if that to, makes sense. Uh, you bring up a good point to clarify for this list. When we say area control, we mean all types of area influence-ish type games. Even if it's even area, if it's you area, are blocking off yeah. this whole territory and for other things. Area it's, majority. It's, area, it's all of it. Something to do with the area of the map that you're playing. I also on. think it's important to note. Uh, and we talked. I don't know if everyone did this, but when uh, when I was ranking this, I tried to rank the actual implementation of the area control yeah. mechanism That's in the game, and not just more the game than the itself. game itself. Yes, yeah. right. we all did that. Which is we very hard, did. especially for games yeah. you haven't played in say a year. But I mean, I, I still think one, yeah, one yeah, of the tid, one of my little tidbits that I had on this versus the other uh, list that we've done is that I I had a lot of games that kind of fell into the same category because they use the mechanism kind of in the same way. Right. Like a lot of them just yes. fell and then it was it was really hard to determine which one was better. Like at that point mm-hmm. it was which one was just the better game. It, it, I looked yeah. at it as like wh- like which implementation of that of the mechanism interested me the most. Yeah. yeah I think that's um, where like Blood Rage got pretty yeah, high for me. And that's why a lot of times like the more vanilla type of area control kind of fell yeah. uh you know fell down the list some even though on my list there was some uh, more you might consider more vanilla that are higher in mind, okay, so Blood Rage number five. Number four is The King is Dead. Hey. What? I liked that one. <laughs> I did too, but I'm surprised. I ranged it, it highly. High did you? Because I, 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 just, I, felt, I felt like it did some, some things kind of... I like it, but I'm, I'm still yeah. like shocked. So, I, don't know. I, not, I, I not, still think about that game a lot. I yeah. want to play it again. So I you, brought it just in case. I know. Y'all, y'all say that it also had the smallest standard deviation, so y'all all ranked it about the same. I haven't played okay. it. But y'all okay. all ranked it really close, which cool. tends to push a game up cool. when y'all do that. Okay. I like that. I, I just Look I was at us all smiling at each other. The mechanics of the game were really, really kind of smart. I, it I is thought, smart. It's I, brilliant. I, I wish that we could see well, more clever design and, like that. And like, um, man, just I still don't know how I feel about the game in general, but as far as area control implementation, mm. it's, it's yeah. it, that is um, cool. So how did the like, area control in this one work? Well, so you're not actually controlling a single... Like, in a lot of games, you're controlling, like, I'm controlling a color on the board or something like that and trying to get my color to have the control over the area. And in, in this game, you're, you're, you're putting different colors onto the board. Yeah. But you're... It, it's almost a stock game. Like, to yes, take stock yes. in a color, you have to pull it off the board. Right. So oh, it, right. it weakens its area influence... It's just so you but can it have it in your, your scoring later, right? yeah. It strengthens yeah. your scoring so in that particular a balance color. that you have to, and that's what I liked about. It. That's why I ranked it high because I felt like that give and take, that push and pull. Like, yep, I want to take some off, but I don't want to take. I still want some on the. I want enough on the board. Well, but we it, it left it left us kind of confused as to like I think in an overall ranking we may not 
it may not be so high, but because we're thinking specifically how yes. area control is being implemented, that's why yeah. it, it, it's it's got its. I'm not it's, saying this is even like a top twenty five game for me, but as far right, as area too. control, yeah, well, heck yeah, it's cool. I, I thought it's cool. it was really cool. So number three was acquire. Oh, I agree with that. Now, that Acquire was, was really interesting. Acquire was cool. Did you rank it highly? Uh, we all ranked it fairly high, which, interestingly enough, this is proper Brian's game. You were the lowest of all of us as far as the ranking of Acquire. Really? Uh, I, I don't know if it's because maybe you've played shame. it more, and we were just kind of introduced to it. That was cool. Like that was a cool mind for me, man. I love that. But, I did, too. I did, too. Like, I, you know, honestly, I, I want to own this game. The game itself, like, I... I was not as uh, excited about it after we played as I thought I would be, but but the the area control aspect to it was just great. It was oh, it yeah. was really fun. Is See, this yeah. is this a game that's still in print? Help me well, they have that. a new version. Yeah, it's new not version nearly as pretty it's, as proper Brian's. I want version, proper Brian's version. I want his version well, too. You're, you're going to fork version. out a hundred bucks online because yeah, that not, one's expensive. I'm not. Yeah, so that's why that's the reason why I, I don't own it. It's so a cool I, game. So I love I love Acquire. I think it's great. It, the area control aspect of it. Um, Feels a little bit more straightforward to me, I guess. Than I, I, so we're I, talking about stocks and King is dead. This, but Acquire is a stocks game. You're right. No, it, it's a stocks. So it, it, and I guess in that way, it's very similar to the King is dead. Except uh, the King is dead is I don't know. It, it's shorter. It's it's quicker, but it still feels meaty. You know, to me. Man, so I, what what I loved about Acquire was just gobbling up other industries that was yeah. the part of no, was, the oh, area right, control right. to the, me the, that was areas a, i'll be honest oh, that was yeah. great. maybe maybe I because it was that. a surprise to me when he when he brought this game out at, at our game night i was like well this will be okay you know well, i'll, I'll play any game, game once designed in the 60s and then i was like oh my goodness this game is a gem so and that's and maybe that's why it's so high in my mind speaking of the 60s that was another little tidbit this list has more older games in it and acquire brings that down a lot but even taking acquire out of the mix it's still got the oldest games in it in the list than any of the other lists oh, then i think really. i know what's coming up then yeah i do too I'm all right excited. so that's number three <laughs> what's number two then number two is lords of vegas okay wow. okay i uh, like that one. james ernest yeah it's like my lords favorite game by really james good. ernest yeah, yeah. I, and yeah. so I just played this recently. I, I hung out with our good friend Rick from Let's Level oh, Up. Yeah. I went to his house in San Angelo. We played games for like 12 hours straight. And that was the last game of the night was Lords of Vegas. And since since I've played with some some of our good friends here in town, like Way, who, who've taught me that that in that game, you need to be cutting deals. Like if you're not cutting deals in Lords of Vegas, if you're not like like playing the people at the table, you're missing out on a deeper oh, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that made that game shoot up my like top top games of all time. You know, before it was okay. If you're just playing the mechanic style, it's all right. But man, if you start like really wheeling and dealing, oh, yeah, we were, it makes that game so much more we fun. We were getting pretty brutal with our deals. And I I really like that so the air control aspect of that game, I like how number one, how you fight over the areas, like with you know, with takeovers and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. and then how you can Or even just like painting your just right, painting the, into the other and you can change yeah. like the like the what kind of area it is basically. You know? So you can sneak in a couple different ways yep. and yep. and really take over those casinos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that one. That's a lot. good. I ranked it high. So what's the number one? So number one is tried and true El Grande. Oh, what? I mean, nice. It I, came I'm out happy about one. that. I'm yeah. happy about that. <laughs> I've never played that. So I've neither, all... neither have I. So, so it's solely based it's just on us. Two over it's just here. You two rated it so high that it got the number one spot. <laughs> yeah. That was my number one. Yeah, and I it wasn't my number one. It was but... your number three. Just yeah, right. that makes sense. Oh, what? 
Well, I mean, that's 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 area control in a hat. I mean, right. you. I mean, and I think wow. I think that's like almost a flagship area control game. So, and and earlier I said that you know games that were a little bit more vanilla area control fell down on the list for me. This one did not, and I, I'll tell you why. It's because of how you have several rounds of play and then mm-hmm. a round of scoring. So yeah. you have like these rounds of maneuvering. And then a round of scoring, and then on top of that, like the the card play that happens before that, um, like picking the card that you want. It's kind uh, of a to, bid bidding yeah. bidding card yeah, play. Yeah, but but it absolutely like you know when you take that card, it tells you how many uh, caballeros you get, and then how you can move on the board. And so getting the right card at the right time is really important. In yeah, that it's game. such a great, such yeah. a great so, game. Okay. And, and so, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, since we haven't played, since you two haven't played it, I feel like we need to play this. I mean, oh, it's, I'll play it. It is, a, it is a fantastic game. And when you said that this was a list of older games, I, I knew El Grande was coming. I just didn't expect it to be number so, one. Yeah. So I that's mean, awesome. But it's not just that. There are a few newer games, but the top ten, like, I mean, 1995, El Grande, 2010, Lords of Vegas, 2005, Mission Red Planet came mm. in at uh, number seven. That's a good game. Mm. And that, that's got a pretty good area control. But that's Love more... Mission Red Planet. I actually thought that would be higher up on the list, uh, it's, to be honest. The, well, I mean, you think about the area control aspect of it, it it's really just an area majority. It's really not super complicated. Well, same, or with super the, same with El Grande, though. El Grande is all area majority. And, and Blood Rage, even though Blood Rage isn't area majority, having the majority the, in the area the ball, really The Valhalla aspect out. of Blood Rage, I think boost it up sure, a little sure, bit because exactly. you're getting something else out of it than just being a majority or a, a winning I, I like Mission Red Planet, but I'm pretty sure I, I'm almost positive Blood Rage was higher on mine because of exactly what Chuck said, that I, the area control aspect of Mission Red Planet is good, but I didn't feel like it did anything like out, out of the yeah. ordinary. I think you know? it feels a little bit more vanilla to me. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, not, but again, not, that's not yeah. a strike against the game because no, that's not. an incredibly good, game. good yeah. game. So another one of the older games that came in at number 10 was uh, Blood Bowl Team Manager. Okay. It's 2011. Uh, I didn't realize it was that old of a game. Yeah, it is I an mean, older game, and, and it's a newer one for me. But I, I was sitting there going, man, how do I feel about Blood Bowl as an area majority game? And I've I've played it a couple times now. It actually went up on my list the more I thought about it being area majority than yeah. it being like a card drafting game and that kind of thing. When I thought about the area majority, I ran to highlight. Just I mean, granted, I'm also I really love the game, but but I think for me it was the back and forth and and uh, that there's just such a a fight for those highlights. So. Yeah, so I, I actually made the li- made made it somewhat high up the list, which is makes so, yeah. makes my night, you know. Uh, let's see. So some other interesting tidbits. Uh, Great Western Trail did not make the list. Oh wait, it doesn't have area control. Um, <laughs> oh, was <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. that supposed to be a, some kind of stab at me? Was wait, wait, wait. It? Uh, was that in your notes? Did you write? Did you yes, write? that's actually <laughs> in the notes. Yeah, I think he typed that in. I think I think he was grinning. He's probably at work, he not working, typing. grinning about that. While he's typing in some kind of stab at Great Western Trail. Been waiting Trail. to say that all night. Oh. Uh, let's see. So individual list. So just Brian had nine of his top fifteen end up in the top ten. Like yeah, you're, dude. you're, you were almost game for game for the top ten. Like it was, because it was I pretty amazing. Things. Like your, like your top seven were in the top eight. Nice. What? Like That's it's crazy. it's the nicest little pretty because I color code the the games and what it just like it looks pretty whenever you look at my Excel sheet because yours like yeah, just lines up. And uh, anyway, so that was an interesting so, thing. So I, I can I, I can just sit back now for us tonight and enjoy the fireworks. Uh, that said, despite you being more consistent with our top ten, 
uh, Proper Vine has the most area control that he's played and also the most in his top 25. He had 11 area control in his top 25 voted here as opposed to the rest of us. We had like five or six. We had actually quite a lot less. You had almost double mm. in your, your top games that you enjoy. So you, you tend to like area control a I lot do. more I than like the rest of us. Control. Let's see. What are some of the other ones? Okay, so one thing I love to do on these things is to look at the top game that each of us uh, put in our rankings that nobody else has played. I love doing these. So, Brian, yours was, uh, pro- proper Brian, was 1775 Rebellion mm-hmm. in oh, at, at number game. 21 for you. So you've played a yeah. lot of the games that we already played with you. And I would be so. interested in 1775. I've looked at that one several times. I just never had the opportunity to play yeah, it. I think that looks like a cool game. So just Brian, you had uh, Mexica was your number nine. Okay. okay. Uh, Gary, you had, uh, how do you, Nippon? Nippon, yeah. Nippon. That was at number nine. There's, there's an area control aspect. You and I have been talking about playing that one yeah, lately, Gary. We and, play it. Yeah, we should. And I, uh, I had one crossover with set collection. Uh, my highest set collection that y'all hadn't played was Royals, and this was my number one for the area control well, was Royals. The, see, none have, of y'all have played none it. None of us have played see, it. So it, it, it did. Because I, what you've told me about the game, I really, I, I think if I would have played it, if so I it, it did make the list. list. It came in at number six mainly because I ranked it number one. Yeah. Uh, versus so if, everything if just else. One, of, one other one of us would have played it and maybe ranked. Yeah, you know, it it's sitting would. right behind you because I figured maybe we might have time to. We might have to rectify that to pull this one out. So, speaking of Royals, number seven, uh, sorry, Mission Red Planet was eight. Number seven was Inish. Um, okay. And that's mostly my fault because I don't care for the game as much as y'all do. My, I was pretty low on it, and y'all were a lot higher. Uh, but speaking of low and high games, Uh-oh. first of all, Gary, let's pick on you again. Oh, no. Penny Press was my number two. I like Penny Press. Then why did you rank it fourth to last? I d- I couldn't. What on earth? I was I was struggling <laughs> remembering exactly how the area control worked in that one, and I should have gone to BGG and looked it back up. It, but I, it's just so it's such an interesting like work or area control game because you you know you're I fighting for these it, newspapers. It is so thematic <laughs> in the way that it works. If it makes it oh, if it makes it hard, I struggle with that one because every time it came up in the ranking engine, I would I would like okay this there was one that was really hard for me because. I've actually, ever since we played that one time, I've wanted to play it again. And I, I remember thinking, uh, I was, I was, it was always a tough decision. It was like Penny Press or this or that other game. And I just found myself leaning towards the other games. But, um, so, yeah, I'm saying, hey, so dude. For those, for those that two. don't know, on Penny Press, you're, you're fighting for, like, news stories. And then so people that, go out, the the people that go out to the news stories, you boost the news story up uh, while everybody's trying to get it. And so you're, like, Increasing and decreasing the value of each uh, news story, the you know the more people are going out and doing these news stories, and then finally, you when you go to publish, like you get to publish the ones that you have the majority on each news story, and then the other people are out, and it's great. I just I love that aspect of it. This this like constant fighting of when do I go to publish, yeah. and how do I get you know points out of it, and it's, I'll say it's this. A, it probably such a been thematic game. I, I was a little. I was a little upset. Well, here's the thing: when I when I do these lists, I, I, I struggle with them, and then I'll look at games. I look at the final list. I'm like, usually the top ten. I'm like, yeah, that feels solid. But like after that, I'm like, I could just basically remix most of these up and throw them in in any order, and probably be all right. Because yeah, I almost like, always I, see something afterwards that it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. 
because and then Chuck talking about it, I actually, I no, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking. Sounds it's like better he's backing off others. on his ranking. No, yeah. no, I'll stick with what I ranked it as. But I <laughs> here's the thing. I still think the game's a great game. So let's let's okay. We'll leave it at that. Let's so let's go to the one that I'm more upset about. And it's not me. That's proper Brian. Yeah, get some proper Brian. <laughs> it, it doesn't I'm ready. have. I'm ready. It doesn't have a higher standard deviation because I it it's ranked eighth in my list where Penny Press was number two, but you ranked it dead last. Complete and you know I shared this game with you. What is this game? I, I, I shared this. We went down to Criticon. I shared this great game with you. This little bitty fun game of Jim. Jim, Jim, it's it's a it's a one of the uh, not, to what are they? Co- not to be confused with the awesome eighties cartoon. The Jim G Y M, as in yeah, you're you're playing. Yourself. It's like a gym at a school. You're playing, and it's about these little kids, and you're like controlling these little areas of you know playing basketball or soccer and all these little things. And when you go to the areas, you get to you, know, you get a, a special ability when you go there, and you get to move people around. There's a lot of take that. So and it, so okay, it needs to be said that. I liked the game. Like, if we were just ranking games, it'd, probably, it'd be higher on my list than last. I just didn't feel like the area control aspect of it was interesting to me. Plus, I have a bias against release. I, I like big games and big boxes. And so, I don't, I don't know why. I just, like, I'll, I'll typically rank a game that's longer. You know, has a little bit more going on in it. You know, meteor, higher. Maybe. So, I don't know. I, just, I thought the area control aspect of it was really interesting. And I... I I don't know. I, I like take that games though. So, anytime you can incorporate oh, that, I like the that game. Too, That's the thing. I, I just, I, I just the area control aspect just didn't sing to me that much. And these are the little like fit in your pocket. What are they called? The pocket. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, um, where they fit like in the pack of gum, right? Oh, packo games. There yeah, you go. Packo games. And it's it's really small games. Um, but this one is my so favorite what were, what by far. Was it on your list? It was number eight. Okay. I mean, right. so it wasn't super high, but I thought it was an interesting. Brian, enough. proper Brian said he still liked the game. He just liked it dead uh, last. You know, you know what I think? Liked it dead last. <laughs> I, think, yes. I think it's interesting though to look. That's at where this he liked it. He like liked how, it there at the our, end. Our tastes differ quite a bit in these. Ranking these for me is harder than just ranking, like say, my top twenty-five or fifty, where it's like, hey, two games pop up on the screen, and I think, well, I just like that game more. This one, I have to sit and think, and I think, you know, sometimes really quick, like, you know, game comes up, I'm like, oh, man, it's a great area control game. That beats the other game, like, no problem. And then, then you'll go, like, a couple rankings, and a couple later, and it's like, I really don't know how to rank these. And maybe they, maybe it's like Blood Rage and, like, Mission Red Planet, and you're like, well, I really like Mission Red Planet, but I just like the way the Blood Rage has, has a little bit of variety in there. But it, it just always feels tough. So I, I really enjoy doing these rankings, though, because it really makes me think about, like, that particular mechanic. Like, and I, and I realized games I didn't think about having area control in them, they really, really they do, you know? I had to do this one a few times because I thought of area control. Like, I was trying to be too specific with it the first time. And then I had to, in my mind, kind of create a more general uh, acceptance of what area control can be in a game. Because I'm one of the people who really feel like if it's the more the more area majority it is, the the more true it is to area control, and 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 a game where you're fighting for an area and then you take it over. See those type actually fell for me. Fall for me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, 
So an example that, that everybody might be able to relate to is like Risk, where you have control. But I mean, but so many games do that, where uh, Star Wars Rebellion does that. And I love Star Wars Rebellion. It's super high on my list. But, but when I fight for an area, and then I just take control of it, yeah, that is area control. And yeah, it, affects, it affects how other people can move past that area and, and what influences around. But. Star Wars Rebellion did come in at number nine. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's in the I, top ten. Yeah, and I had to balance it with other aspects of the game, like because I like the game so much. But but proper Brian seems to, to disagree with me. So. I do, I do. It was my number three, and it was almost my number two or one because number one, I, I love the game. Number two, so if you're looking at just like the battling aspect and like controlling like an area with units, um, it's pretty straightforward. But then you get into the the ability to sabotage, and you and that to me that's an aspect of area control because you're you're affecting what that system does what it can mm. do what it can produce mm-hmm. uh, you can subjugate areas so there's there's kind of multiple levels of controlling an area and it's not just about having units there well so that game has it on layers but right. okay so let's and, and so I'll, I'll concede to that because i didn't consider all the facets of how you can control an area in rebellion so so i'll concede on that what about more like forbidden stars though or games like nope. where you, yep. you run in you take it to me forbidden stars the battle system is is the reason why I love that game. Right. But then at that point, it, it, the the control you have in the area is a lot like a chess game to me where it's it's a spot that you control much like I would control you know the ball in soccer. The mechanic itself seems secondary to the fact that I just claim no, that I, spot. I, that, I, that's when, my spot. When when there's a benefit that you can get from it like, you know, Eclipse where you're getting resources uh, I can see that boosting it a little bit more as mm-hmm. as far as a reason to go in and fight other than just you know owning everything. So for Forbidden Stars is a, so I think Risk is the is the best example of the uh, I'm just controlling a territory and it, it's very simple and straightforward and it's it, it's pretty low down on my list. Forbidden Stars is kind of in the middle of my list I think because the areas that you control in that game, yes, you, you do go in and, and you fight over an area and you either control it or you don't. Uh, but the areas you do control produce you like pathways you can move your units. And it, it wasn't extremely high on my list, but there's more to the area control than there is in just, say, a risk, you know, right. a risk type game. Yeah. But, if it, but if it's a very simple, I go in, I control this area, and it doesn't do much else you know, for you in the game strategically. Yeah. Now, now something that interesting that Inish does is they have the three different in-game conditions based on what you control and what everybody else controls. So I, I like that it does something with that right. and as opposed to just you take over everything. It's, no, you have, you know, See, options. That's why, I'm cur- that's why I'm curious about why you don't, why, why I, Inish fell for you because for me, what was interesting about Inish and area control and maybe if the three of us other than Shuck rated that higher and I don't know if it was just your experience with the game but for me, the the area control is multifaceted. It's not just having majority in an area. It's also having majority of sanctuaries. It's also you're, yeah. you're the chief in majority of uh, more more than ever, you know over other people. So it's not just uh, majority in a territory, it's but it's a majority, a majority of people and a majority of a buildings, and, it, and just there's three area control things happening all at once. Well, for, I mean, it's about halfway down my list, and it, it just it's one of those games where it's like risk. You go in and you attack, and there's nothing else really that happens other than the in game con- condition. And so I didn't I didn't have except that it's not like risk in that 
we share the space and we we all we we have to look at like three different angles to to how we I, control the, and the majority why it's ranked higher than risk okay yeah um well, which, that's fair which i did have a note here you didn't play with us that, no what I i'm didn't. trying to say is you didn't, didn't play with us the three of us played together you didn't play with us you play with with people I, I don't even remember who they were and i'm like play this game with us man like I, we'll make no. this game fun for you it's always fun. I'll let you, you guys. win, but I'll 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 tease you enough yeah. where you'll be like, "That was funny." <laughs> uh, one one of the notes that I have, speaking of risk, was the lowest game that all four of us have played, not named Risk. Was oh, actually, the the real note, if we want to go there, is not named Risk, and zit it. Is <laughs> is uh, Terra Mystica is. was the lowest for all of us. Okay, uh, as far as like area control aspect, it goes. was in the middle of my list. Which, but yeah, yeah, it's not a bad game. I'm, just air control doesn't make game. sense. Not really. It's it's game. more of an in-game thing. It's it's kind of like Clans of Caledonia. Uh, yes. I mean, which was inspired by Terra Mystica. The only reason it I ended up in the middle of my list yeah. was the fact that you had to like. Uh, you could change the the area type as you're going to control the different areas. That's but, cool. Yeah, but that but that was. But other than that, it was. It, nah. Yeah, like Clancy Caledonia, I think was somewhere in the middle for me because it's. It, yeah, it's area control, but like, I mean, where you put your stuff and like, so you can get the bonuses from like your neighbors and stuff, like, does matter. But it it just didn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was you know that, it was that strong in it. So it was like. I want to say it was like middle or middle bottom yeah, half. It was, it was it was the most consistent between all of us, and we were all right in the middle. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I like the game. I like all these other things it was doing. And I mean, as far as it's a good, very very good game. But for this list, I was like, I wanted it to be higher, maybe. But I was like, yeah, it's not for area control. It, it just it did it. It was kind of like middling. It was kind of like yeah, it's, it does better than a few, but not. No, so so here's a, here's information that's not on your list. I I recently categorized all my games based on uh, mechanism, mm-hmm. and like out of all the games I have, games with area control in them, it's the second highest mechanic that that exists in my collection. Did you like boil it down to like this game is mainly this? Mechanic, no, or no. Did you, I like, have like if it's in there, if area control is in there. I put it on the list, okay. but not. I tried to do this, and it's hard. Not so. in a general way. Like there is a threshold there, and, and honestly, I don't know what that threshold is. Like I, it just kind of went by what it feels like. But it's not the main driving mechanic. But if it's mostly in there, and it's the second highest out of what I own. And my point in bringing that up is, I feel like this is a common mechanic. Uh, oh, yeah. Second to oh, yeah. second to, uh, and, and and the first, the top one is resource management or hand management. Well, I mean, again, but, look, but at, look at the list. Like a this, huge piece. This contains, you know, more of the older games. I mean, Risk yeah. is an older game. El Grande is an older game. Acquire is a really older game. It's just something, I think, that was developed early on and has continued to go throughout the board game it is such a, it's such a It's such a physical thing to see. Like, when you see a board laid out in front of you, you want to know how to take control of this place. So like so like even like Settler's Catan, there's a there's a I control this area aspect to it. You you see that and it's familiar and, and it's very tactile and so it makes sense to design a game that has a physical geography in front of you to say, hmm, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have some way to say you you have influence in one area 
Um, and, and this is how you benefit from that. But anyway, you, you know, I just I thought just, that was interesting. You know, I yeah. just realized we did not put Catan in our list of area control games. It does have an area influence aspect to it. Uh, it does. We'll, we'll be all right. It's it's minimal, and I seriously doubt it would make the top ten. But yeah. I'm just uh, well, interesting. That's something we can. Uh, that's number six for me, buddy. Maybe if we revisit oh, this. Really? Li- <laughs> if we revisit this list again. Uh, then maybe we can add that in there. But uh, hey, Chuck, thanks for thanks for compiling all this data. That's man. one of my I favorite mean, segments that I, we do here. I'm really like I really yeah. enjoy like whenever we decide, hey, we're going to do one of these. Like I, I look forward to it mainly because I, I want to see like you know how I can mess up the, the ranking, <laughs> my poor my poor ranking lit, uh, process. But you know, no, just because it, it's cool because like. I have my thoughts of like, oh, I know what each of these guys think. And then I want to kind of see if like that really lined up. So uh, thanks for compiling that, man. I really enjoyed that. Well, uh, hey, guys, thank you. Uh, thanks again for getting here, sitting around the table, drinking some brews, talking some games. And if you guys want to hear, want to see a little bit more or read a little bit more about uh, Pub Meeple, check out our website, pubmeeple.com. We're on YouTube. Uh, just search for Pub Meeple there. We're also on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, at Pub Meeple. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next time. I'm out. My brother, he said, yeah. uh, he said you guys aren't too bad. It's like after he's listened to the first episode. Is that like a backhanded compliment? So it's, it's like an alien amber bear. Oh we are the alien amber bear. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, everything's worse places to me. Worse things to me.